WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. It's been a decade since Chicago closed 50 schools all at once. It was the largest mass closure in U.S. history. At the time, Mayor Rahm Emanuel said he was confronting under-enrollment, underutilization, and a budget deficit. But in the 10 years since the mass closure, the city's school system is facing the same dynamics. Even worse, in fact, with enrollment plunging over time. Now, with a new mayor at the helm who has years of experience with the city's schools, there's a desire to try something different, invest in these schools with fewer students and reimagine how to use them. But that's easier said than done. Sarah Karp reports as part of a WBEZ and Chicago Sun-Times investigation. I'm going to take you to two schools. Both have lost enrollment in recent years and in the past would have been candidates for closure. First to a vast, ornate brown brick building in East Garfield Park. I meet London Revis as he leaves Manley High School on a windy day. London didn't apply to other high schools, and Manly is his neighborhood school, but he ended up liking it. He just graduated. The classes are small. It's not that many students, so that's a good thing. Like, you got better chances of actually getting direct help. The only bad part I will say is it's not like a lot of people in here, but a good thing is everybody know each other. Manly finished the year with just 87 students. London's typical classes have had about 15 students, though some have had as few as seven. That means lots of individual attention. But a school this small doesn't have many activities or classes to choose from. London notes another downside with a smile as a classmate he used to date waits to talk to him. That's definitely one of the most challenging things because it's like when you do have like a breakup with somebody, it's like you got to see them every day. Mayor Brandon Johnson says smaller schools with smaller classes provide a better education. Others point out that rich folks pay big money at private schools for that type of attention. Yet it's complicated. Chicago's super low enrollment schools serve as a safety net for kids who didn't apply elsewhere or were rejected from other schools. They often need a lot of support. 44% of Manly's students have special needs. Also, these schools with fewer students are structured like big high schools. And not only is that unnecessary, it also drives costs way up. Current CEO Pedro Martinez says the district needs to rethink this approach. The main goal is how do we make them very intentional? So, for example, um, you know, having uh, unique programs that are the model for this for the district. He's hatching a plan to narrow their programs by giving them specialties like aviation or medical prep. He says he's done this successfully in his other districts. And I used to always have this conversation with parents is that, look, I want to offer you the neighborhood comprehensive experience, which has, you know, the cheerleaders and the, and the athletics and all the different enrichment offerings that exist with these larger comprehensive schools. But for some children, that's not what they're looking for. The other idea when it comes to small schools is to make them more connected to the community. The next school I'm going to take you to is Brighton Park Elementary. The first stop on the tour is a small room filled with artificial flowers and other arts and crafts supplies. Principal Sarah Haas points to a fridge, a microwave, and the all-important coffee maker. We really do try to protect it so it's, it's, it's their space. Like, I don't make any decisions about this room. The parents do. While parent rooms are relatively common, 
Here, it's a key part of an initiative that Mayor Johnson sees as a way to boost enrollment. Brighton Park Elementary on the southwest side is what is called a sustainable community school. Haas turns her building over to the community so the school can serve their needs, whether it be mental health services, sewing classes, or tutoring. A case manager can help struggling families. When we say we have an open door policy, we mean it. Um, When we say that you're welcome here and we want to hear from you, we mean it. Brighton Park's enrollment plummeted in recent years, and CPS considers it half empty. Yet Haas says the extra programming she's had the last four years means that all spaces are being used. Jen Johnson is the city's new deputy mayor of education. She believes this model should make local families reconsider neighborhood schools. So how do you get how do you get that school out of the enrollment slump? I think that when the model is adhered to, meaning that there is real um, shared decision making where parents are welcome to lead, where students are welcome to lead, you know, that's going to boost relationships. And those students and families are going to tell their friends right about how great the school is and how welcome they are. But these community schools done right are expensive and work best if there's an established community organization a school can partner with. The cost of the one at Brighton Park Elementary is $420,000 per year. Plus, investing in small schools, even if it works, is a long-term solution that doesn't save money. And that's a problem, since Mayor Johnson and CPS CEO Martinez face the immediate challenges of a budget deficit and a lot of old buildings in urgent need of repair. Sarah Karp, WBEZ News.